Hey there, everybody. Bob Beatty Bar here, and welcome to episode 18 of the My Friends Are Amazing podcast. It's been a while, eh? Summer's been happening, and I've been having fun getting uh, the Bob and Kevin Show podcast fired up, so I've not been booking guests like I should be, but that's changing as of today. But hey, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, so for those of you tuning in for the first time, I should probably let you know what this podcast series is about and why I'm doing it. I look at this podcast as a way to document the amazing people I know in this life, a celebration of their lives, and sharing of their amazingness for people like you to hear. And also, just like I use my social media accounts, I use this as a way to leave uh, like a digital breadcrumb uh, in case I ever become unable to remember all these wonderful people that I've met. So anyway... Now that you know the why, let me share you so let me share with you some brief podcast news. I'm excited to announce that the My Friends Are Amazing podcast will be joining the Fox Valley Voice Network. More details should be coming soon. Well, as soon as I know what all this means. <laughs> Anyhow, let's get on with the podcast. My guest this week is the amazing Joe Caltagironi. Joe is a high school student community theater actor, and is an avid indie folk listener. He's also the host of Real OJ with Fake Celebrities, a comedy improv podcast. Joe and I had a great time talking about his podcast and a bunch of other stuff, so I think we should just get right to it. What do you think? Hey, Joe. What's going on? I'm uh, pretty good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, Joe just informed me as he came into the studio that uh, there's some storm clouds looming. So hopefully we will not lose power and hopefully we'll not get thundered out yeah. on this podcast. Yeah, that'll be a plus. Because I'm a little bit of a, an audio freak. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe, you yes. live a few houses down from me and you sent me your bio today and I actually read it before. It. Yes. Well, we I read it as a recording before you got here, but actually that's not true. I'll read it after, but people mm-hmm. who are listening to the podcast just heard your bio. Nice. It was fairly brief. And I noticed that, um, your musical aspect was not in there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm straying away from that, but it's not the, uh, like the, the forefront of my interest right now. So you're going to stop guitar? No, I'm not stopping. Okay. Um, I'm just, I'm taking, uh, now specific to jazz lessons. And playing guitar jazz or? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because you also play the baritone, is that I correct? do. Okay. I don't know how much longer because I've been doing band for band and the people in band and not for baritone, if that makes any sense. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I like band, but like I don't enjoy playing baritone as much as I do guitar. And you are going to be a freshman this year, is that correct? Yes. So high school jazz band? Uh, I'm hoping. I don't know which ones are like auditions and stuff. I was going to say, do we know when auditions are? I don't. The guy who teaches jazz band at the high school? Excellent guy. Have you met him? Brian Van Clay? I have. He's a really cool guy. He's been at some of the uh, All City uh, jazz stuff. Yep. Yep. Very cool. Well, that is very exciting. And school starts when? Uh, don't say that. Um, uh, <laughs> next Wednesday, so the 15th. Wow. So yeah. for people listening at home, Joe is the youngest non-family, well, I guess youngest guest that I've had on the show. Um, also youngest non-family member, obviously, since he's the youngest <laughs> guest. But um, Joe is a very interesting young man, and I'm a big fan of his creative work. And one of the things we're going to talk about, uh, hopefully a lot tonight, is... Uh, his creative endeavors. And Joe has a new podcast. Joe, tell us the name of the podcast. Uh, my podcast is called Real Orange Juice with Fake Celebrities. So is the with a new addition? Because I noticed on I the just, site it's comma. It's comma just because I didn't want to drag it out. But if you Google or if you search in iTunes or something, Real Orange Juice with Fake cele- or Real OJ with Fake Celebrities, it pops up. Okay, so with is in the search terms too. Yeah. So tell everybody a little bit about the concept for this podcast because I think it's freaking brilliant. So so my my idea was having a, a comedic podcast because I, 
I don't want to say I find myself a funny person because I feel like normal people that say that they're funny people aren't normally funny people. <laughs> but I'd like I wanted to get into like a an entertainment podcast and not like a This American Life like just depressing all the time. Um, and I had based it off of some that I really like. And basically it's me playing myself interviewing um parodies of existing celebrities. So do your guests know who they are playing before they're on the show? Yeah, I normally give them a script like a day before. I either email it to them or hand it to them. Okay, so you write the script for your part and your guest part? Script is a strong word. I probably shouldn't have done that. It's um, it's pretty much just an intro for me because I stutter a lot when I like, especially in front of a microphone and when I have like a plot in mind. I'll stutter a lot on the words and that just annoys me. And I ended up editing it out anyways. Any stutters because I'm just OCD like that. It drives me insane. But I I get like bullet points of each question and then maybe like in parentheses something that I want the response to kind of sound like. But I've been, I've had, I've recorded, I'm recording my fourth tomorrow. I've uploaded two. And I've been lucky enough to have people that are uh, very good at improv, so I can not have a very elaborated script. Is that your well of guests so far? Are you inviting people that you've had acting experiences with? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of them. I was recently in Romeo and Juliet at the Albright Theater in Batavia. And um, all three of the or three of the people were from that production. And uh, tell everyone what role you played in Romeo and Juliet. I played Gregory. And yes. Tell us a little bit about Gregory's character. Gregory is um, he's kind of a kind of smartass of the Capulet family. Like he's super. He's also a coward. Like he doesn't want to get in get into any fights. And basically, whenever somebody would ask me, "Oh, is it a large role?" I told them anybody that isn't Romeo and Juliet has the same amount of role. So it was a non-Romeo or non-Juliet role. You were supposed to say there are no small roles and only small actors. (laughs) I don't believe that. There are small (laughs) roles. (laughs) All right. So I've been in an ensemble before. It's okay. (laughs) uh, So there you go. Big step up. Uh, So how much, how like quality, quantity of lines, how would you say? I mean, was it a, oh, um, I normally write down like six to eight questions, but end up asking like 20 because it just, I try to make it a conversational thing. So you write down six to eight questions, but then you riff questions during the interview? Yeah. And based on responses. And your guests are talented enough that they've settled into the character role at that point and can Mm -hmm. kind of pull from the bio notes that you gave them. Yeah. So how long are these podcasts? I know how long they are, but how long are these podcasts? I strive for 10 to 15 minutes. I'm currently editing the third and um, it's going to be around the 15 minute mark. Was this, was, was Nick your guest this time or? Uh, That's the one I'm recording tomorrow. Oh, very cool. So who's the guest that you're editing right now? Um, Oh no, I forgot his last name. Um, Chris starts with a, oh, Chris Kobiak, I think. It's is, in the thing. And is he also from the production? Yes. From Romeo and Juliet? He played Benvolio. Okay. So, so. Nick will be your first guest. That isn't um, right. like an actual, I don't want to say an actual actor because it's a community theater, but. Hey, it's acting. Well, yeah, yeah. But it's not like a, a professional thing. Um, Yeah. My father is Nick. Yes. And he was upset that he wasn't the first guest. And I said, well, I don't know how I would. How people would feel about my my dad being my first guest. I got to tell you, I'm super excited about that episode, though, because and I'm going to be very curious to see if you can keep that one to 15 minutes because he he he's a mess. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I think he's got the gift. Oh, yeah. He's (laughs) he's a funny person. Yes, he's very much a funny person. So do you know which character he's going to play? Oh, yes, I do. And I have it mostly written. I have a lot of characters written. Is it a fine Southern gentleman? Because he does do an excellent fine Southern gentleman. It isn't, but I've actually been thinking about having him be multiple characters. Because like the last, um, Chris's, um, the third, Chris's uh, episode, he did a voice. And I can always bring him back doing his normal voice. Right. 
and that's great. Yeah, because guests, um, I'll tell you, I'm 18 episodes in. One of the episodes is me, the pilot. So then that's two gone. So 16 guests. Like It's hard to book guests. Yeah, and I'm kind of... I'm going to audition for a show. Um, auditions are like September 17th or something. Um, I just wanted to wait for high school to start and everything to settle. Um, I'm auditioning for a show at the Albright, and I'm kind of nervous because there's only six people in the cast. Ooh. And I would potentially be one of them. Um, and I don't know how, how many uh, characters that would lend itself to. How many... What's the production if there's only six people? It's called Wiley and the Hairy Man. It's kind of like a, I don't want to say indie, but it's kind of like a more avant-garde thing. Um, I don't know why, but community theaters tend to do that. And I I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. I'm not the president of the theater. Um, yeah, it's it's basically about this kid in Louisiana, um, like facing his fears, I guess. And I just put on quotation Air, air, yeah, air quotes don't really air play out for uh, for podcast. <laughs> yeah, I had to follow it up. Um, yeah, so it's basically about this kid in the bayou dealing with his fears um, because this like I don't want to say ghost, but like a spirit type thing, the hairy man keeps following him, and there's a lot of puppetry involved, but like creepy puppetry, not like Sesame Street. So, is part of your role in the production? Will you be doing puppetry? I as well? I will not because okay. I'm auditioning for Wiley, the so the, the lead. Kid. Yeah. Ooh. Um, and I kind of feel bad. I'm, the director, I'm very good friends with, and he says, you are not auditioning for Wiley. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. So this would be, so you did Christmas Story. I did. And that was, was that your first or was that? That was, I've, I've, I've done school productions, but that was my first at the Albright and I enjoyed oh, that. Oh, so those were all more. Albrights. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Joe was. It was Ralphie. Ralphie. Yeah. In a Christmas story. So that was a pretty big role. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Well, you were young, Ralphie. Yes, I was young, Ralphie. <laughs> Actually, the director of Wiley and the Hairy Man and the director of Romeo and Juliet was like the narrator, like older Ralphie. So that's kind of interesting. That's how I met him. Yeah. I, um, they kept making fun of me because I didn't know how to hold a BB gun because <laughs> I've been raised in a blue bubble for my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> like, how does this work? Uh, well, I think that's kind of lends to Ralphie. Ralphie thought he knew how to hold a BB gun. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't, he thought that he was like just the best at everything. Um, well, he was the Red Rider. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't the best <laughs> at everything. Yeah. So that was, that was, so that was your first outside audition, mm-hmm. first landed role, and mm-hmm. it was a lead role. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet, not so much of a lead because you weren't Romeo. Yeah. Or Juliet. Yeah. And then now this one. Where you're auditioning for the lead? I am. I mean, I'll I'll audition, but there's only one um, one character that would fit my age description. And then I take it back. There's six people with speaking roles, and then there's like because the uh, the hairy man again air quotes um, can control the swamp. There's a bunch of like um, there's anywhere from like five to twenty. Um, chorus people. So they like do an, um, is it a musical? No, it's not. Oh, okay. That's just what they That's call what they like call okay. ensemble. Cause it's a small theater and they're pretentious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretentious too. It's okay. I'm 14. And I have a podcast. It's fine. Um, but there's, they don't have speaking roles, but they like, they are the swamp. So, so if things don't go well in the audition, you could possibly get a swamp role. Yes. But but we're hoping for the lead. Yeah, we're hoping for Wiley. We're hoping for Wiley because that's a lot of time for uh for being a bush. <laughs> so I've never been to a theater audition. We'll get back to the podcast, I promise. Yeah. But um, so how does a theater audition go? Like, what do you have to do? Well, basically, so you go in, and there's not a lot of like preemptive stuff unless you're like, I need headshots. And some people already have headshots taken. They bring them in. Like, do you have headshots? I do, but I haven't printed them yet. And I haven't ever needed them. Because it's like a the the normal people that audition for like all the roles at the Albright, they're all on the board of directors. And they all know me. So I, And they're directing lots of the shows. So I don't feel like I need headshots. 
and they take headshots anyways for the program. So basically you walk in, some people feel like they need to give headshots and I'm not saying I don't judge, um, but they give headshots um, and then you get a, a little form and it's like, um, are you auditioning for a specific role? If you didn't get this role, would you still be in the play? Blah, 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 blah. Like what, what shows have you been in? Um, would you be willing to cut and or dye your hair? That's a big one. That's on a lot of them because... Have you had to do that yet? I had to have my hair like temporary dyed like it's like a week-long thing for Romeo and Juliet because it was like a a super modern um, costuming but with all the original language and boy was that fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I had my hair dyed white and then with like, <laughs> with like red tips. So Ooh. yeah, it was very like... 90s it was it was lovely (laughs) but um yeah the audition you hand in your form and then once like the time slot is there everybody goes into the theater because this is normally like the lobby area everybody goes into the theater and then um the the director like the stage manager or something uh will go around and hand you um sides which are basically like bits of scenes and they'll say um, like they'll, they'll call your name and then the stage manager will give you said side and they'll be like, you're playing this character in the scene. Like no time to work it up. It's just like, here's your sheet go. Well, it depends sometimes. So they'll give you all the, the sides for like the first 45 minutes of the audition. They normally last like two and a half hours. Um, they'll give you the first like, um, like four sides or something. If, if you're, if they want you for four potential roles. Um, just to see like how you are and if your side is first then you have no preparation but if yours is fourth then you can be reading it that entire time and so you could be watching other people's auditions but most likely you're focused on yours yeah gotcha yeah because i um that would also be very intimidating to watch other people's auditions especially if they're for the same role oh it's terrifying yeah because i go into a audition thinking this is what i want to be doing for the next like three months and if I don't get this, then what am I going to be doing? Um, and if I if I see somebody, I'm automatically going to assume they're like, oh, well, that guy's way better than me. Like they, they've been acting longer. And um, sometimes that's the case and sometimes it isn't. Well, so how many other how, how much older are the people that you're going like for Ralphie, for instance? How Ralphie, many people audition for Ralphie? Well, here's the thing. So I look a lot like the guy who played yes, older Ralph. <laughs> like he showed me a picture of him in eighth grade and it is uncanny. Well, you also look a lot like Ralphie. I do. The character too. I do. I have like big, uh, big glasses and blonde hair. So I think at this time of my life, I wouldn't be cast as Ralphie because since Christmas, I've grown three and a half inches. Yeah. My voice is deepened and everything. I was definitely the oldest auditioning for Ralphie. But, and this is why I don't do stuff with kids, because mostly I hate people. But, <laughs> like, there are a lot of kids productions, like Steelbeam is in the area. They do a lot of, like, they did Aladdin Jr., I think, this last year. And I just, this is why I can't do stuff with kids. They're all, like, I say I can't do stuff with kids like I'm not a kid. I can't do stuff with other children, because they're everybody's so self-conscious i'm okay if i'm the only self-conscious person but if everybody's self-conscious then that just gives me another reason to be self-conscious Ooh, so it's like an amplified negative self-conscious energy it's just cyclic like it just it keeps going in a circle yeah so how many other people do you think will be interviewing or not interviewing what is it auditioning Auditioning. for wiley i have no clue um i know one person he's like he just turned 11. Um, he said he was going to audition for Wiley and the Hairy Man. Um, but like the minimum age for Wiley is 14. So I'm like, I don't know what you're going to audition for, but you do you. Um, and <laughs> it's I, I, it's I, the swamp for you, dude. Yeah. I'd love to be like in a show with him. Like he's, he's great. I just, I don't know what he is going to audition for. Um, for Ralphie. Well, and also here's the thing. A lot of people, especially children, don't go in like, I'm only going to get this role. Unless they're like, just 
really, really snooty about acting. Like they've been, I've, I've been in a commercial once, so I'm only right. getting this role. I'm not going to just take anything. I'm here for the lead. Yeah. And then those people never get the lead and then they get the call from the director like, Hey, we want you as like this side character. And they can either say, I'd be good with that side character, or I'd prefer not to be in the show. So there's, there's a lot of, um, with Romeo and Juliet, there was a, we were on like our third Romeo. Yeah. A lot of people said, um, like Romeo or bust. (laughs) So how did you get to your third Romeo if people were saying Romeo or bust? Okay. Well, when you said that, I was thinking, oh God, did people get hurt, sick, move away? That's another, that's another thing because we lost three cast members later, but that's not important. Um, so basically, um, basically people said, I, I only want Romeo. And they were like, well, we were really thinking, okay, so let me restart this. Okay. So three people wanted Romeo, but. They left because they didn't get Romeo. Yeah, they would get like Benvolio or Marcuccio or something. And other two main characters. I don't know. Marcuccio. I don't know what like your your audience's Shakespeare knowledge is. I have none. I just paid slight attention to the play. It's a highly educated listener base that I have. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All 12 of them. (laughs) Hey, that's 12 more people than none. It is. Yeah. Says the kid who's got the great listener base already it's okay Grr. i posted on my personal facebook so yes it's fine and that's where all the old people live so um so you lost people because they didn't want to take a lesser role yeah that's that's pretty much that's pretty much what happened we were on our our first marcuccio um the kid was actually 14 and i was astounded when i found that out because he looks like he'd been like 17 got a full beard yeah <laughs> Yeah, that astounded me. But um yeah, we were on our, our second Marcuccio and our third um Romeo, and I'm glad I I liked Romeo a lot. Like he was my first guest. And he's just he's like super nice guy. Hope I do stuff with him in the future. Um just all around great guy. I think we were on our, our first Juliet though. Um I wouldn't have been mine, but not important. And I'm actually <laughs> I actually, this is slightly important. Next season, I'm going to be the stage manager for Great Gatsby. And that way, I will actually have a small say in the audition process. So next year, meaning 2019, is that on their list of... Yeah. Um, And this is also an Albright production? It is. So how did you get that role? So basically, well... I'm probably going to be it. The um, the two people. Oh, well, feeling a little confident, a little early, no, huh? Let me elaborate. So, <laughs> one of the people. The way this works is, you submit a director's notice. I forgot. It's like four months before the show or something. The board of directors votes on like your your uh, your resume thing, and basically the person who is stage managing Romeo and Juliet, who like great friend of ours. Um, Erin Colley, she is co-directing with somebody else. And they said, hey, want to be the stage manager if we get approved? And Erin is um, a on the board of directors. And then um, the husband of the other person is the president of the theater. So I feel like they have a good shot, but I'm also, I tend not to be like. Right. And I'm, it's a volunteer role. So if they can yeah. fill it, they're going to fill it. Yeah, not have to worry about and there's, later. There's one other submission so far, and it's just like, I'd really like the book, and I'd like to direct it. But then Aaron's is like, they have like set builds, like they have blueprints of sets. They have a chandelier already bought. They have a couch. Ooh, so they're ready to rock. Yeah, well, and it's for the theater anyway, so they'll use it later. But um, yeah, I feel like they're going to get it. So I'm excited to do stage manager because I've never done backstage work. And I feel like that'd be slightly less stressful. Do we know yet what the high school production is going to be this year? I don't, but I don't think I'll be doing high school productions. Um, Hold, please. Ah, clear my throat. 
And I didn't want to cough into the microphone because that'd be rude. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it happens. Um, I don't think I'm going to be doing high school stuff because there's a lot of people auditioning and there's a lot of singing. And right now my voice is in a weird stage where I like to sing, but sometimes my well, larynx... we don't know for sure if it's a musical, do we? Or do they always do musicals? I think they always... I, I think it might be... Like, there's a musical at some point, and I think it's mostly musicals. See, like I think Cats. they do two productions. One is a musical and one is... And they also have the black box stuff that they do, like the smaller yeah. troupe and improv. And yeah, I'm going to audition for the improv troupe because cool. that's in like September, the cool. auditions for it. Um, I feel like that's going to be fun. I saw it on the a poster on the tour and I was like, ah, that's that's pretty neat. The poster wasn't eye catching. It literally was just like a, a eight by 10 letter piece of paper improv and then the dates <laughs> for audition. That's all they need. That is um, <laughs> that's pretty much the way improv rolls. Yeah. Um, it's either going to be super over the top or incredibly understated because they got yeah. other things going on. Well, they aren't theater kids. This is improv. Right. <laughs> this is I don't want to memorize the script. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to because as you could see there, my voice is in a weird stage of of cracking. I love it. I have the headphones on. You're fine. Okay. Well, that's fine. Yes. Um, it sounds great. But anytime I try and talk loud, it's just like, uh, and that's not what I think. Well, if you, if you pull the microphone even closer, you can talk even quieter. Oh yeah. Like an ASMR. Yeah. All right. So we got to get back to the podcast. So oh I, yes. I have a couple Speaking questions. Speaking of ASMR, yes. which is a weird segue. I have Well, <laughs> don't, it'll become clear to them once they start listening to your podcast, but. Which you should. First question. Um, what is your plan if you don't have theatrical friends to invite as guests? Like, what do you, like, I know you're 14 <laughs> years old. You just started doing this. Like, what's your running? Like, how far do you think you want to take this? I have no clue. And um, I'm hoping if I get into the, the improv troupe, that'll definitely open up horizons. Um, and I, I like improv. I've done improv before with the podcast and then um, in other drama stuff. Um, but I'm planning on once school starts, I'm going to see if I can maintain a week upload because it takes, I don't know, like two hours, hour and a half to write a script, like and get it polished. And then, uh, I don't know, like 45 minutes to hour and 15 to edit a podcast. You're getting faster though. That's good. Cause I yeah. think when we first talked, it was like you know, two, two hours. hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was it was not good how long it took me, but um I think the more you do the better system you get in the yeah too by the way and I might I might knock it down to two a month so every other week once school starts depending on like how rigorous AP classes are how so many are you taking I'm taking one so I probably should have said AP class all right that's not bad though well no, no but so many young students that I talked to today are taking so many. Well, yeah, and that's the mistake. Like, I'm never taking an AP math or science. Are you taking AP human geography? I am. Yeah, that's the... That's like the the gateway AP That class. is the gateway drug that they're pushing on way yeah. too many young kids. Oh, yeah, because then they're like, I need AP calculus when I'm a sophomore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'll let you do that. <laughs> but I get what you're going for. Yeah. All right, so, so you're just going to take this and ride it for... I, I just think that it's... I think it's incredibly consumable, if that makes any sense. The yeah. way you're doing this. Now it's yeah. hard on you to write and stuff like that. Like that's that creates work. But mm -hmm. I think from a listener standpoint, I mean it's a fifteen minute commitment, which is pretty rare. Like we've probably already surpassed that in our conversation. Oh yeah. So like in a podcast world, fifteen minutes is pretty rare. And it's so damn entertaining. I'm not gonna lie. I really enjoy it. Yeah, I'm targeting... And I'm um, so glad it's on iTunes now. Or, oh, yeah, and Spotify. And yes, it's everywhere. Brag, brag. It's brag. everywhere. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of targeting... I don't know, maybe not a... I, maybe I want this to be a gateway podcast, you know? Because my gateway podcast was Hello from the Magic Tavern. And those are like half an hour. And I, would, I listened to one while I was vacuuming today. And it's like if... I don't want to put a podcast down because I know I'm not going to get back to it, but I feel like something that's like an hour and a half, I, unless I'm doing one thing, like I'm vacuuming, cleaning some sort of thing, I'm not going to 
had the attention span to listen to it all the way through. And I kind of feel like there are a lot of people like me and they, they go, they download overcast or whatever, or Apple podcasts. And they're like, these are all really long. And if they aren't podcast people, then they're just going to be like, I don't know if I, I'll just listen to music. What's so funny. Cause when I was like 20 years ago, no, it's probably 10 years ago now, um, place where I was working. No, it's probably more like 15. Damn. I'm old. Um, <laughs> this kid that I worked with, he's not a kid anymore, but he was a kid back then. He would listen to podcasts coder and he mm-hmm. listened to three hour podcasts and oh, i was like i can't either. well funny <laughs> thing was is back then i was like how could you even do that and then he started hosting a podcast it was like it was called the burning ewok podcast <laughs> and they just talked everything nerd geek pop culture mm-hmm. but it was a three hour podcast i'm like how and then i started listening to it and i got sucked in and now i'm, I'm a, like a big joe rogan podcast oh, yeah, fan, yeah, yeah. and his are three hours long typically yeah i i can't i've like listened to like a third of one and then i was like i'm exhausted i need to go take a nap yeah and some of them are really heady too so that yeah that it, definitely he's adds very loud yeah, yeah but like last night i was listening to one he had guests on talking about um diseases that are impacting um deer farms that's a that's a niche subject it is but he's a hunter so that's something that you know and he had he had ted nugent on a couple months ago or a month ago and ted nugent kind of downplayed this disease and joe had a friend who was a scientist or was running a deer farm and was friends with a scientist so we had them both on last night talking about in detail and it's you know and Mm -hmm. he's also had other guests on there like doctors who study like really rare things and it's yeah. just like way over my head so but yeah. what i like about your podcast is that it's entertaining it's quick mm-hmm. um you don't have any music in yours yet right i'm trying i'm trying to write some stuff um i've had lots of ideas especially for like the uh the fake sponsorship right. jingles we're gonna get to that too oh you're gonna do like full-on jingles not like jingle jingles but like <laughs> i don't want to give anything away because i already wrote it so um, basically there's one, um, fake sponsorship, our Butler, H right. H O U R instead of minute made. I feel like that kind of oh. gets lost. I feel like it kind of gets lost, but I couldn't, I can't say like half hour Butler. Cause Has then that it been just, all three episodes so far. Is it, it our has. Butler? Okay. It's our okay. Butler. But like our Butler sounds the same as our Butler, you right. know? Exactly. Yeah. I didn't, and I didn't connect it. So that's so funny. Yeah. Gosh. It's, that was kind of my problem. And, um. So is our, but- our butler out as sponsor? Are they out? Well, that's that's a joke in the uh, in the fourth. So I don't want to give that away. <laughs> I don't want to give that away too much. Um, but like the the jingle, and I'm planning to have them return because I I can't keep up writing fake advertisements for entirely new companies all the time. They're whose butler? Our butler. And I I want to <laughs> write something like almost jazzy, but like not completely. Just kind of like a lazy jazz, if that makes sense. Who's butler? Yeah, like that. Our butler. I should have you just do the vocals <laughs> and then write a melody off of that or something. Yeah. So I was looking also at audio blocks just to download, like get like the seven day free trial and then download as many tracks as I can. Um, well, now you're with, with Anchor FM. Anchor FM. Do oh, they have audio that comes with that? They don't, but I found out how they make money. I was going to ask you that as well mm-hmm. because I almost thought about moving this podcast over there. So how do I, they I make... I would still do it. You have the option to monetize your things right off of the... Right. And so Anchor they FM. take a cut of they the monetization. They take a large, large cut. Oh, what's their percentage? I haven't... Um, I was literally... I got the amount of listens today that let me do it. Um I didn't have enough time to look into the terms and services. I'm sorry. Wait, you got the enough, you got enough listens where you got asked to monetize. Yes. Cause it's like a YouTube thing. How many listens do you have? I have a hundred. Gosh, you got a (laughs) hundred quick. Yeah. So that's 33 per. No, no, I've only uploaded two. I've only 50. (laughs) You little dick. Kind of makes me feel bad. Well, one's, one's like, one's like 70 and one's like 30. The first one's 70. Yeah. I think I want to run an ad on your podcast. That's fine. <laughs> if I can run one on yours. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, you totally can. I would take an ad bumper from you anytime. Oh, yeah. Anytime. I would have to write a jingle. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So we've talked about the orange juice. So for those of you who haven't put it together yet, the real OJ. No, but it's not real OJ. Well, I, we've been drinking water just because I don't, I only have lemonade. Yeah, but you're not even talking about real OJ. Um, 
we did in the ASMR one, and I'm planning to make it more of a joke in the uh, in upcoming ones. And it's it is more of a joke in the third. It's gonna be running thing that none of the guests actually like orange juice. So, <laughs> and I'm also planning a segment, and I'm going to start recording it where because I've noticed a lot of podcasts, it's um, especially fictional ones. So like Welcome to Night Vale, that type of stuff. They always, they have segments. They don't just do one thing. And I want to do a segment of like celebrity gossip, but I have to, f- I have to find a way to tie in some sort of citrus. And I, I don't know, I don't know why I would ever wow. say that. Um, I have to find out how to, to tie, in to tie in citrus, citrus <laughs> to celebrity gossip, but I want to do like a four minute segment of just like. Uh, Cole Swift got into another controversy or whatever. Would it just be like fresh squeezed gossip from... That's actually good. I need to write that down. (laughs) You could just listen to the podcast again later. Fresh squeezed gossip. Fresh squeezed gossip. Uh, It might need some work. I can workshop it. It's okay. I'll give Uh you... I'll put you in the description. The liner notes. I'll get in the liner notes. Bob Beatty Bar came up with with something. (laughs) Started the brainstorm. All right. So you talk about so you have the sponsor read, which is OJ. Um, Hopefully it won't always be fake, fake sponsors, but right now it is. So <laughs> cute story. Joe listened to the podcast, right? I did. And you said, I was just really shocked that you had a sponsor at episode one. Where, it was you that said that, right? Yeah. 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 It's a fake sponsor. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a real company. Yeah. They're just not paying me. So mm-hmm. I was doing it as a favor. Yeah. So I thought yours was even more clever because <laughs> it's a fake sponsor that's not paying you but yeah. it's not even a real product. Yeah. Um, I, that was kind of like my first idea. That was one of the things that kind of started it. Because I was, I had this idea, and then I had a bunch of birthday money racked up. Because, okay, a little background. <laughs> I have, I'm going <laughs> to... No, no, this is great. This is what I was hoping for. <laughs> so, I have a YouTube channel, and I make, like, stupidly pretentious videos. Like, I don't do, like a like, a vlog, like, hey, guys, back for another video... I make, like, like I I don't even know what to call them. They're so stupidly pretentious. They're Art Nouveau. Yeah. Like, basically, my first one was just me, like, pouring lemonade with uh, La Vie en Rose in the background. And it was, I don't, I don't think I can stress this enough. It was stupidly pretentious. Did you get a copyright strike for that, or was it, in, or is that it's a public the, domain? It's on uh, YouTube, Terms and Service. So, like, they have a bunch of... A bunch of stuff for free. Okay, so you... Okay, like, I can so put there. it in the video. I just... Even if I had a thousand subscribers, which I don't... You couldn't monetize? I couldn't monetize it because it has that in it. It's not royalty-free, but I have the license because of YouTube. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, like, I have just other ones that are ridiculous. Well, didn't you do one where you were, like, getting ready to go somewhere or something? But then like, I never went anywhere, the, man. There's the upstairs Whoa. and the downstairs and the... Yeah, that was my grandparents' house. Okay. Because my, my grandpa was like, show us something. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> I can't force art pop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that was an on-demand yeah, performance? Yeah, he, like, he, he was like, bring your camera and do something. <laughs> and I brought this little Sony A6000. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Um, yeah, but anyways, again, I don't know. I Sometimes I like to think I'm funny. And those aren't really funny videos, and I don't like to make funny videos because I don't have enough funny friends. So I was like, I need something that shows everybody that I'm funny, because I just strive for <laughs> strive for uh, appreciation from you other people. You want the dopamine? You just mm-hmm. want the dopamine? Yeah. So I was like, oh, I've been listening to some podcasts. It probably isn't that hard. And then I looked it up on YouTube, and the answer was no, it's not that hard. Anyone can do a podcast. Anyone can do a podcast, because Audacity's free. And, um, or GarageBand, if you're on Mac. Um, yeah, so I used some birthday money and bought two microphones, which ended up being pretty nice as long as you don't drop them. Um, <laughs> as long that's, as they don't fall off your table in your 8 by 10 square for, foot room. That's yeah. pretty much a rule for any microphone. They're pretty oh, good yeah. until you drop them. <laughs> yeah. But I, um, I recently got like arm boom microphone stands. I have yet to record with them because they came like yesterday. Um, but they're super nice. I love them because I so was. So two of these desk mount babies? Yes, I have those on TV trays that I can slide out in my room. 
because I my is your mic light enough? Because that can yeah, get a little yeah, it's tremendously like... light. Like the Blue Yeti won't fit on it. No, I even I have an adapter that will fit for it, but it'll just go right. It'll topple, tip over. Um, yeah, but like the the microphones I got, as long as you like keep them very precious, they they sound great and like they sound pretty bad without a pop filter. But as soon as you smack that that yeah. thing on. Um, it completely changes changes the game. <laughs> and so, two USB mics though, right? Oh yeah, and that's working out okay. Yeah, um, my grandpa, aforementioned Pop, um, actually has the Scarlet whatever yeah. the the red box that you can plug. Yeah, that. Um, he has one of those, and I was like, hey, I might need that depending on what microphones I go with, and because I have two people, two microphones. Um, although I'd like to hear myself just talk for 15 minutes, that doesn't normally work. Um, and I, I ended up being able to do it without, uh, just using some third party, um, sketchy software. And you haven't had any like tech issues when recording or anything like that? Not while recording, but I've had some panic attacks like two minutes before the person shows up and I'm like, this is not working. Like what is, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Like this isn't, it's like voice meter or something. And in Audacity, it shows up as one microphone, and I always switch if it's one or three, and apparently it's three, but I always put it at one, and then I'm certain that it's and then one. You nothing. Yeah, so that's that's terrifying, and um, I haven't had to redo anything because of it, but I have had to. This is funny. So um, the the guy playing Cole Swift. Please episode, watch my episode please, one. Please watch my podcast. That's basically what I'm saying. That's the only reason I'm here. Don't watch a podcast. <laughs> did I just say watch? Yes, you did. Oh my god, kids these days. Too bad you don't edit this. Nope, I don't. Ugh, rough cuts. <laughs> please listen to my podcast. That's basically all I'm here for. No, um, shameless th- plug. Shameless plug. Yeah, that's what I did for my my new Twitter. <clears throat> and <laughs> <laughs> so basically, what is that new Twitter handle? Um, Real OJ Podcast. Thanks, wow, Bob. Crazy. Um, Real OJ was actually taken. Uh, shockingly. Um, so basically, when I in- interviewed, air quotes, uh, RJ, the guy playing uh, Romeo and Cole Swift, was at a cast party in between uh, matinee and evening shows of Romeo and Juliet. Everybody came back to our house because we live three blocks away from the theater. So you're having a party at your house. Well, they were all outside. Well, still, you're having a party at your house. Yes. And you're like, oh, you people just do your thing. We're going to head up and record a little audio. Well, it wasn't really, it's not like a me party. It was more of just a cast, get out of the attic of a city hall building. Yeah, but you were still kind of the host, right? Not really. My mom was, because my mom <laughs> does stuff with the theater too. So. Okay. Um, so I we go upstairs and people follow us up and I'm like, I don't want to say go back downstairs. Or, or any variation that may be more polite. Right. Even though he really wanted to. Even though I really, really wanted to say it. And they ended up just, like, talking in the middle of it and, like, adding stuff. And I'm like, guys, I... And, again, this is my first, so I hadn't... I'm saying this like I do a bunch of them. I'm on, like, my fourth. Yeah, but that's going to be eight in no time and then 16, 32, yeah. and then you're a year in and you're like, holy shit. And you're like, what do I do? How do I make characters? Um... So a bunch of people follow us up and they're making noise and like adding stuff, like adding dialogue that's supposed to be relevant to what we're talking about. And I'm like, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> so we ended up having to redo the last half, which was like 20 minutes of audio because I get a lot of audio and I cut a lot of it out because it's improv and I'm trying to keep it not um, like I cut out character breaks. Unlike some podcasts that it's like, that's the, that's the richness. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You can't hear the eye roll. Yeah. Uh, um, Yeah. There was an eye roll and a hand gesture at the same time. (laughs) It wasn't even air quotes. It was just like a. (sighs) Yeah. So I do pretty extensive editing. Like I cut it down from like 30 minutes to 10 minutes. Well, see, That's even more impressive because it sounds. All right. So everyone that's listening to this, you have to search this out because it is actually the more details I get, the more impressive it is. Well, but, thank you. Um, it doesn't sound hyper edited. No, so obviously that's my you worst find fear. the natural breaks and yeah, no, it sounds, it sounds, the funny thing is it sounds just enough awkward <laughs> 
that it's got that kind of like mm-hmm. that tense humor aspect mm-hmm. to it. And I figured that was by design, but maybe some of that's even actually into the editing too. Yeah. It's like the long pauses. I actually will like drag out the audio file a little just to add like a pause of like me being uncertain how to answer a question because these characters are just completely stupid. Um, and I'll drag out the audio just to add a little more like what's happening. Well, now the interviewer, you, mm-hmm. are you also a character or are you you? I think I myself am a character in some ways. I like- think you might be a character a little bit too because I say sometimes the interviewer doesn't come off like he's super duper sharp either. Like the guests always have like a mm-hmm. quirkiness to them. Yeah. And obviously their quirkiness causes you, I mean, literally throws you off your interview game. Um, Especially the ASMR one. Yeah. Well, so who Alex, was that woman? That was Annie Hanlon. She lives like three blocks that way. I'm not even joking. She did a really great job. Yeah. Even though I sounded like a horse there when I said that. Really? <laughs> yeah. She does stuff at the, uh, at the Albright and she was the stage manager of uh, uh, Christmas Story. Yeah. Christmas Story. I just blinked down. And uh, she was also like a cast member in Romeo and Juliet. And I was like, hey, you find ASMR as hilarious as I do. Would you like to be the guest for this? And she said, absolutely. And um, ASMR, by the way. And that's number two, right? Episode yes, two. that's number two. Yes. Number three is a method actor, which I find hilarious. I don't know if it's actually going to be funny, <laughs> but I find it hilarious. That's all that matters, brother. Yeah. So ASMR for all the people who are normal and have been leading pretty decent lives until now is basically when somebody on the internet, mostly YouTube, will whisper into the microphone and like for like relaxation. And it's like not, it's not. It's like audio sensory something something. Yeah, right? uh, autonomous sensory meridian response. Oh, I actually had audio. to. I had to research that for the podcast. Um, but I had found it a while ago, and I was like, "This is so weird." And then I was like, mm, "It's still weird, but I'll watch a little more." <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's so it's creepy, but it's not like there's no ill meaning. Like that's not. It's not supposed to be something that's like, literally, it's only for insomnia. Like, there's no other hidden meanings. It's not like a... It, well, Aubrey Plaza, I think that's how you say her name. Oh, does Parks one Rec, for... She does one, and it's a little like, creepy. Yeah. Well, she was amping it up. I saw that one. It's like 35 minutes. Oh, that's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> not even close to some that are like four-hour um, makeup brush. Wow brushings but oh, basically that came up in episode two right it did because yeah. I, find, I just find it so freaking hilarious that people have so much time like that's i bet you they monetize those things too they get millions of views i'm not even joking well look at this so there uh for those of you who can't see i have just a, all of you yes all of you <laughs> can't see what joe and i are doing um I have a television screen in the studio and it's doing a a fish aquarium and this is a four hour. No, I think this is a six hour one and this guy's monetized and it's got millions and millions. I bet you'll get an, you'll get an ad for like Walgreens in the middle or something. Yep. Yeah. It'll totally kill the mood. It's already happened two times. So. Oh really? Yeah. I guess I just haven't When they, when I first found these, they didn't have ads and now they do. And it pisses me off because like I'll even passively, passively watch it while I'm working facing the other direction Mm -hmm. and I'll know that there's like an abrupt like there's a color mood happening here too and then all of a sudden there's a bright white ad yeah yeah YouTube has gotten like I watch a lot of YouTube so I know what I'm talking about everyone watches a lot of YouTube yeah I watch a lot of like different YouTube like I'll I watch a lot of (laughs) it sounds mean but like this is (laughs) That's a terrible setup for a statement. I'm going to say it anyways. It's going to sound really mean. Yeah, I'm going to say it anyways. Um, Basically, there are these people that do like commentary on other YouTubers. And that's a total scam. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, But it's hilarious because they're actually, my favorite is Danny Gonzalez. And he was a Viner. 
Rip Vine. Um, Vine. Exactly. So he had to move on to YouTube. Yeah. Vine was, um, again, I don't know the demographic of your audience, so they probably don't know what ASMR and Vine is. Um, Vine was a six second, like, um, you'd upload a six second video. A lot of it was like comedy and a lot of them are actually funny. Yeah. Like, there are some great content providers out there. For yeah. Vine. Because it, it, I imagine it'd be so hard to squeeze something funny into six and a half seconds. I couldn't imagine it. And they're actually thinking about bringing it back. And I was like, that's something I want to do. But I know I probably They've talked about to. it several times. They have. But and it's I nothing, thought there was a, a Vine 2.0. Nothing official. It was just okay. the owner, the previous owner, who ended up selling it to, I think it was Microsoft. Or it was Twitter and Microsoft owns right. Twitter. Wait, do they? Yeah. I did not know that. You didn't or know I that? I did know that and I pushed it out of my mind because Microsoft pretty much ruins everything they buy. Yeah. Uh, that's why I stopped playing Minecraft when I was like eight. <laughs> you are such a hipster. Fourteen. It got too mainstream. Mine, Minecraft. Ugh. So eight years ago, six years ago. Ridiculous. Again, stupidly pretentious. So I, what do you do to fill your mindless down cycles now? If you're not doing Minecraft, what are you doing? Oh, wait. Fortnite. I actually don't play Fortnite. Yay. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a bad game. Like some, I think a lot of people that don't play it, like despise it. I have no strong feelings about it. I spent like five bucks on it. So I wouldn't have like the noob skin when I went through a brief phase of <laughs> playing with my friends. Cause they were all like, Joe, Wait, that sounds a little pretentious as well. Well, they were all like, Joe, you're such a normie. And I was like, fine, I'll get the V bucks. And I ended up, it's okay. Like it's not a great game and I have better games to play. So what are you playing? I play, uh, I play, oh, what do I play? Oh, there's this indie game. This is of actually, course. this is the only indie game I play. A lot of them are like pretty mainstream. Indie game called The Long Dark. And I'm currently reading, um, I can't even remember it. Um, Joe's had a long day for everybody who's listening. I, I am have. really putting him through the ringer here at the end of a long day. I went and to I bed at like two last night. So. And I turned the air conditioning off when I do recording, so it's getting really hot in here. Toasty. <laughs> I'm actually not feeling it because my mom like makes it like 60 degrees in my house. Um, so basically, it's this game and you like crash into the Canadian wilderness and you have to survive after like a, a minor apocalypse. It's not like a zombie apocalypse. Wait, is this based on a book or something? It's not based on a book, but I'm reading the book that that basically is. It's Chris. It was made into a movie um, about like something that actually happened. It was this guy named Chris Chris McCandles, right? And it's kind of who hitchhiked. Current, correct? It was in '94, I think. Oh, then not current at all. I'm getting confused with something else. So anyway, The Long Dark. The Long Dark, but it's done. So it's basically a survival game. It's super hardcore. Like not even. I I'm a pretty decent gamer. I don't like, I don't play games on like insane mode because I play games to enjoy them, not to like challenge myself. This game is so flipping hard. It's like actual like body temperature stuff. And if you're outside for more than like six minutes, you'll like get hypothermia and then just like drift off to sleep and then die. So that's fun. (laughs) Um, I used a gift card to buy it, so I don't care. Um, Yes, but now I can't remember what the movie with what the book is. Um, yeah, it's about this guy. It, it happened. Like Chris McCandles, he hitchhiked around the United States. Like he was, he came from a very fairly wealthy family, and then he like burned all of his money and gave a bunch of it away to charity, and then hitchhiked around the United States, and then he was like, "I'm going to Alaska," and like ten days into the Alaska trip, he froze to death. Oh, yeah. Okay, yep. that does ring a bell now. Yeah, so... I was, and the game is based on that? It's not based on it, but it's very similar. similar? Okay. It's very similar. Like, it's basically like a geomagnetic storm. So it's an apocalypse, but no, like... Like, it's something that's, like, not outlandish. Again, air quotes. Like, it's not zombies or something. Right. But, like... There's, there's no mutations coming after you. Yeah, it's not, like, Fallout. But, like, all of the buildings are abandoned. So, like, you go in and you have to, like, scavenge for food. It's a pretty good game, but I play like Destiny, Destiny 2 actually, um, GTA, stuff like that. Pretty, pretty normal suspects. GTA, Grand Theft Auto is a normal suspect. Your parents yeah. let you play that? Yeah. Man. I so feel like liberal. I watch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went on a Twin Peaks binge with my dad last summer 
and like the we went we did the 90s show and it was like it was fine it was on abc it was tvma but like they weren't allowed to say like an f-bomb or anything no and no, um, it was just weird i love that show don't even <laughs> i know we've talked about this before Twin Peaks is my favorite <laughs> show but i digress not people really because we're still talking about it like twin peaks don't at me <laughs> did you just say don't at me i did okay i'm not even gonna address that <laughs> um yeah so i would say i digress but we're still gonna talk about twin peaks i convinced my dad to let me watch the the movie the prequel fire walk with me and he's like ah, it's not that bad it was rated r wasn't it well yeah but it's i mean i've seen rated r movies and yeah but it's david lynch rated r <laughs> that just means i've seen david lynch rated up. r movies i love david lynch <laughs> i just okay not even that's not what this podcast is about it's not just me talking about david lynch no it's definitely Cause, not because that could be an hour no. um so we were watching it and then he was like hmm i don't remember that and then it was like the bears out of the cave. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, "Oh, we've made a wrong turn here. I guess yeah. it's too late now." But it's such a good movie; we can't stop it. <laughs> but like, that wasn't. It's a Joe coming of age film now. <laughs> that was a creepy R rated. That wasn't like a like a terrifying R rated. No, David Lynch doesn't do terrifying. He does creepy. He does disturbing. Yes. Like, ugh. All right, because he's sick. He's gnarly. Um. Yeah, so, oh, what were we talking about? Oh, games and stuff. Yeah. My time hasn't really been gaming recently. I've just been... I'm not even joking. When I'm not doing stuff, I'm doing stuff for my podcast. It's like 15 minutes of audio. It's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, when we started out, you'd mentioned something about trying to find out how hard it was to do a podcast, and you found a YouTube video that said it wasn't hard. It's not hard to start one, but how would you rate on a scale of one to 10, 10 being impossible? How hard would you rate to maintain to do it? Yeah. Um, I feel like I've gotten, I've definitely gotten into rhythm. I do a little bit of work on it a day, whether that's writing or editing. Cause I've built up a bunch. Um, that way, like once school starts in ugh, next week, ugh, um, I don't, <laughs> Love it. I don't have to like be recording it after school. Most wonderful time. Oh, stop. Not even. <laughs> um, that way I don't have to start school with all that. I don't want to say pressure, but pressure, I guess, <laughs> because I've tried to keep it weekly. But I think on a scale of one to 10, I don't know, probably a six. Like it's, it's a decent amount of, amount of work. Like I probably dedicate, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes a day. On an addictiveness scale, one to ten. Oh, eleven. Yeah, because exactly. it's all I can think about. Yep. Honestly, I'm a, I'm constantly. I have a notes page in my phone of characters, and a lot of them already have traits in them. Um, I don't want to say anything because that would spoil it. Actually, I'll say some stuff. Um, because I don't have anything really written, and not I don't have a week. Well, you know the real reason why I invited you on this podcast, right? So you could be a character. Hell I'm yeah! Yes, <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> Um, Expose my long game. <laughs> I have a character mostly written um, for my friend Quinn from St. Charles. Not Quinn that used to be your neighbor. Not Quinn that used to be my neighbor. Okay. He now lives in like Oak Brook or something. Right. Um, a film, an indie filmmaker that thinks his, that thinks his movie is very groundbreaking, but is literally like every movie that's ever been made <laughs> and all he talks about is citizen kane oh, no. <laughs> so that's kind of how i start and then i'll like i'll sit down and be like i'll i'll be like so i write an ad first i do this in chronological order so like, really you do it start so in you in your creative process you do it from head to tail like yeah. you don't piece it out i don't piece it out i mean i <sighs> i start with cuz i sit down and do it otherwise i'll never do it I'll just be like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I want to do something else. So you're like, okay, here's the hour butler ad. Yeah. I do like, I'll do a section at a time. So I'll do like an hour butler ad one day. The next day I'll either edit or I'll write the, the oh, questions. you actually record it? No. At that no, time? Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I edit like oh, another edit podcast. edit your script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edit script. Or edit another recording. Or edit another recording. Gotcha. It, oh my God, the editing Ugh. see i don't assembly line them like that like i'll do this one maybe tonight we'll see but mm -hmm. like i'll put this one in the can and upload it 
and then then it's well, on yeah. to the next one. Yeah, because this is like a more of a conversation. I can't even count the amount of times in the uh in the third one that's coming out day after tomorrow. <laughs> Everybody should <laughs> When does that episode listen. drop, Joe? Day after tomorrow. Actually no, Sunday. So it would be Sunday. Yep. On yeah. the Lord's Day. On the Lord's Day. Um I mean I guess it could be Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, depending on which Lord, but <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. That's a whole nother hour. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that'll be on Sunday. I can't even count the amount of times that we broke character. Because this guy, he's super hyper in a great way, like such a good improv way. Because I can always cut stuff out. People that are like, like, believe it or not, the um, Annie, right. Ismar, was like holding back a little. And I had to tell her like, hey, just like. Really? She was yeah, just, just relax a little. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, just relax, you know? Um, and this guy was like all out. And the amount of times I broke character because of just how insanely ridiculous it was. You got to keep all these outtakes. Please tell me you are. I do. Okay. Because I, I record, I keep an original one and then I have a Because like the outtakes would be great like filler episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it would. Uh, if I'm like sick or something. <laughs> right. Or don't have a guest. Mm-hmm. You can do like a best of kind of thing. And... Mm-hmm. I was also thinking of ways I could do it by myself. Well, like with a... voices, you totally could. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that seems just insanely lonely. Whoop. I just broke the microphone. No, nah, you just twisted it the wrong way. How do you twist it? Well, if you want to change it up, then that you use... No, you use the... That one there, and you better hold on to it because it's going to flop down. I'm just going to keep it right here. <laughs> this is a lot of direction. But so, no, you, you twist this one. And then. Oh, the, whoa. Yeah. Bonkers. So, it's a microphone stand. You're a musician. Come on. Yeah, but not like that musician. <laughs> like, I have an amplifier only the, or an acoustic guitar. Only the best equipment in the My Friends Are Amazing studio. Oh, yes. Um,. Yeah, so just the amount of stuff I have to cut out. Like, you mentioned that you weren't going to be doing... This is now really close to my face. Um, you get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned that you weren't going to be doing, like, much or any editing for this. I put a head and a tail on it, and... Uh, there's some... I have some stock... Not stock. Um, I have some presets. So oh. I know how to mic... Like, I have a preset on here that cleans this up pretty good for me it'll probably work fine for you if not mm-hmm. i tweak that a little bit but literally yeah. 10 minutes of editing oh i i wish because <laughs> audacity is it's a it's a piece of software like well, but you get two tracks like this right no i don't oh it's a single it's a single track that's the only way you can use oh, multiple microphones oh no so it pre-mixes them in. Mm-hmm. So this thing, you really should take your pop-up on this. Well, I don't have their USB, so I, I don't know how I'd connect them into that. I think they make adapters that go XLR to USB. But mm-hmm. just because of this, I get two separate channels. Yeah. So and that'd be lovely. It is lovely. Because I was, like, the third guest was, like, pretty hyper, and he would, like, cut me off on a question that like the question needed to be edited. And I'm like, well now what am I going to do? I had to edit around it and like completely change the thing because it was so like, it wouldn't make any sense with the rest of the edit Hmm. because this is so much more of a narrative, I think than like a true interview. This is a lot more of a, a narrative than uh, something like this is I need it to make, complete sense you well, know yeah like i backtracked all the time in this right yeah if i was trying to edit this down to 15 minutes that would be a nightmare oh definitely but and it's not like i don't have a a rule of 15 minutes it's just that's kind of what it turns out to be well i try to do target an hour so sometimes mm-hmm. an hour five sometimes an hour eight sometimes i'm a 53 so i mean yeah but my target is i feel like with most guests to have a conversation you know, we're friends, obviously mm-hmm. my friends are amazing. So we're just having a friendly conversation, but without some kind of break in the action, an hour is a pretty long time to have a, a concentrated conversation. Oh yeah. But it's also a, what I found is a pretty natural breaking point. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, speaking of which, I'm looking over my shoulder, and we are in that magic zone. So did you oh, think wow. that we'd been doing this for an hour and three minutes already? I was actually, when you started looking that, I was trying to look at the time, but I have bifocals, so my glasses I, were like not able to read it. I have bifocals as well. I have progressives. Well, so. technically minor progressives as yeah. well. So when you got yours, did you like, did the edges of tables look like they were wobbling for the first few days? Um, no, because this glasses are a scam. If you don't have to get them, don't. I'm just, that's a PSA. My vision was fine. The doctor was just like, you need some help adjusting focus. So, like, I couldn't adjust focus at the same, like, speed that a lot of people do. And I still can without my glasses. So, I wore these for, like, a year. And then I went back. And they're like, your vision has decreased so, so much. Uh, that's right, because you became reliant on the lenses. I can't, like, I can't read anything. Like, your whole screen is fuzzy. Your face is fuzzy. I can barely read your shirt without my glasses. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, it's a scam. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's a bummer. Yeah. I didn't, didn't want to end on the glasses <laughs> scam bummer. No, I think we should. Just uh, a nice PSA. <laughs> All right, so don't get glasses. They're scams, says Joe. Don't um, get glasses... Listen to my podcast. Yes. So wait. Okay. So here we go. So typically what I do is I ask you, so anything else you want to wrap up on? So you should definitely do your plug. Oh, yeah. And then the one question that I ask, well, I've asked a lot of questions, but the one solid question I ask is if the, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know, this is coming. <laughs> um, who's one person that you think would be great to have on the podcast here in this oh, environment? Oh my. But, but do your thing first and, and then you can... You can think about that while you're plugging all your various um, outlets. Yeah. So listen to my podcast at Real OJ Fake Celebs, pretty much anywhere podcasts are produced, I don't know, streamed. And um, you can also follow me on Twitter at Real OJ Podcast. And oh, who who do I think would be good for this? Is this like an ice bucket challenge? <laughs> No, it's actually the way that I've decided that it helps keep my guest list growing. So I put yeah. the person on the hot seat and have them recommend someone. Because, you know, we're friends. So mm -hmm. we have friends in common. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Jen Myring just wrote a book. Oh, uh -huh. see, I didn't think you were going to go there. So that's uh, all right. I'm just thinking of no, mutual friends. I like that. She's an interesting person. Um, she's also very talkative. So I like that a lot. So I, yeah. I think you don't have to go past her. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that because I didn't have anybody else. Okay. It looked like you were getting ready to rattle off a list. No, 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 no. All right. Well, thanks for doing this. Oh, and yeah. um, I also say that I reserve the right to recall a witness. <laughs> so I would love to do this again, especially oh, yeah. since you have such good proximity. Yeah. And uh, yeah, everyone check Joe out. Uh, the podcast Real OJ Fake Celebs is a good listen. And uh, it's not a giant time commitment. I think you really enjoy it. So... Thanks for listening, and Joe, thanks for coming. Oh, thank you. I had an absolute great time with Joe this evening on the podcast. Uh, for a young man just heading into his freshman year of high school, dude's got a lot going on. Super creative, very talented. Like I said at the end of the podcast, check him out. Real OJ, Fake Celebs podcast can be found anywhere. Um, and if you're local to Batavia, check him out at Albright Theater because it sounds like he's going to be doing some more stuff. So best of luck on his new audition. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, see you next time. Hopefully not that much of a gap between this podcast and the next one. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.